Hello everyone and welcome to Impractical Spirituality. My name is Forrest Greenwell. I'm the host of this podcast and I'm the owner of Fiends that uh, I guess sponsors the podcast. Is that the right way to say it? Um, This is one of our channels of communication and content for our Fiends community and today we're going to be talking about astrology. Uh, It's definitely become a hot topic in the past couple of decades growing more and more in its scope and a lot of our understanding of it is around zodiac signs so today we're going to destigmatize de-tabooify and get to the heart of what astrology really is what it is that we can use it for how it is that everyone can benefit from astrology uh, we're going to be talking to my dear friend anastasia lemon she runs a little instagram channel called sun moon square if you want to know more about the depths of astrology um, how the planets really interact with each other in their relationships i would highly recommend checking it out there is going to be a link in the bio of our podcast episode so you can find everything that you need there and yeah if you have any questions that you feel like you want answered after hearing this please feel free to let us know in the comments by sending us an email or a dm and you can follow us on instagram at fiendsco underscore or at fiends underscore co (laughs) um, or at fiendsco.ca so snuggle up grab your favorite hydration beverage and tune in Today on Impractical Spirituality, as mentioned earlier, we have Anastasia Levin. Uh, I've known Anastasia, honestly, for about 10 years now. I think that we met in grade 9 or grade 10. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> um, to think so, it's been that long, yeah. I know, it's such an evolution of self, and yeah, it's crazy when I think about grade 9. I was like, I wanted to be like an emo drummer slash photographer for like Vogue, and now I'm like, I read tarot cards, and I'm a poet. <laughs> um... And I guess speaking of that, like, how, how did you come into astrology, Anastasia? Honestly, it's so weird to think about because I don't even know. Like, I think I've been studying for maybe two years now, but it doesn't feel like it's been, like, that little time. I think I've always been, like, so into horoscopes. And, like, when I was a kid, I would, like, open up, like, Tiger Beat or whatever and, like, look up my horoscope and, like, Honestly, like the way I remember it, like it rang true because I mean, my son is in Scorpio, but I'm also Scorpio rising. And what a lot of people don't realize Mm -hmm. is that horoscopes are written from the perspective of your rising sign. So for that reason, like they would always kind of ring true for me. But I don't know, maybe about like two, just over two years ago, I took a look at my birth chart and like that's when like everything clicked. It was like shit, like. I want to learn all about this. I want to understand like every little piece of what I'm looking at. So yeah, since then it's just been learning. I love that. I love that you say that you've been studying it. Like there's an activity um, behind your, your investment of knowledge in this. And in these couple of years, what in your own words has this, is astrology? How, how has that manifested for you? And, and also how you see other people? Um, I would describe astrology probably as like a tool, a practice, or even like a language because there is like so much, so many symbols behind it. Um, but the, like, the way I understand it is ju- it's just like another way to see the world and like make sense of the world and observe patterns. Um, like more technically, it is like the idea that celestial bodies, their, their relationship to one another, their movements, their like symbolic meanings, like give us an idea of like how the world works um and one of like the key principles is that as above so below so that we are a reflection of what's going on in the cosmos not the idea that like the planets are making us do things but we like seem to mirror what's going on like up in the sky i i like that idea and do you feel like since you've been studying astrology it's made you live or see the world in a different way Yeah, honestly, like, the weirdest thing that I would describe is that, like, when people speak or when I read something or um, when I, like, listen to music, like, my mind is always thinking about, like, how it relates to astrology. Like, I pick up on certain keywords in conversation and my mind is thinking about, oh, this sounds like Mercury is doing something with Mars and things like that. Like, it's, like, it's really hard to shut your brain off from it because I very much see the world in the context of astrology now. Um, 
but yeah, like that I would say is like the biggest, the biggest part. I feel that so strongly. Uh, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, I had fucked dreams and what is going on in the world yeah. now? Or Jeremy has now started saying stuff like, oh, what's the mood in? Like, or what's the moon? And I'm feeling this way today. And I'll, I'll tell him like, oh, like the moon is in, you know, Sagittarius. And he's like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. And it's funny to see, um, I guess, just like in my personal relationships with him and like some of my friends and even just like how I guess like our friendship has developed as well and um, how we can kind of tie things back to the sky uh, even when I messaged you the other day and was just like I don't know if I can record today you're like yeah that's fine it makes sense because like this is going on in these planets and I was like oh <laughs> thank you for validating me <laughs> no and that's the funny thing like um yeah that day like I think it was Mercury conjunct Neptune or something like that and Mercury's communication mm-hmm. Neptune yeah, is like, basically the like fog and kind of makes things a lot like Neptune doesn't like live in the material world so yeah it was it's just like it's a great day for like dreaming thinking about things not so much a day to like do something super technical so yeah made a lot of sense I love that and um I guess like something that comes up a lot when we talk about astrology is like this stigma about astrology people are like oh it's just the stars or the planets or like I don't resonate with my my sun sky and my horoscope um kind of how you were saying because your your rising signs the same as your sun sign there was always that resonance there with you um and i think that there are probably also going to be a lot of people listening who are interested in spirit or who are interested in astrology but who are also like i don't really like know what it is or how to start there um so what do you think that everyone could benefit from um by having a knowledge of astrology and like what do you think a working knowledge of astrology looks like not necessarily that like everyone has to be an astrologer per se but um I guess yeah what would be useful in I guess society as far as astrology outside of horoscopes yeah honestly it's it's so tricky because like I get that like I I understand like pop culture astrology and like where it's beneficial but I do understand that like from the outside looking in like it does just like seem like really really odd and like kind of silly like if because like if you're looking out from the outside you're like okay well you're putting people in 12 categories and that's like that's it and like no I mean astrology is a little more than that but um I don't know I think anyone like I just see it as a medium for guidance and not necessarily everyone would like seek astrology or could benefit from it like practically people think differently they seek different things but I mean personally and like when the people close to me and people who I would never think that would ask me for my perspective from my perspective from the perspective of astrology but yeah it's it's just another medium for guidance and I mean there's a lot more than just like natal astrology or psychological astrology which I think is what most people are familiar with like the study of your birth chart um the idea of like personality through the lens of astrology like some people who may be more interested in like history or like politics maybe love like mundane astrology or like the idea that like certain events and like countries and things like that all have their own charts and we can look at history through the lens of astrology look at patterns look at cycles and see like what's common across time or there's even horary astrology so the idea that someone asks a question and an astrologer gives you an answer based on that question it could be something as simple as like well, where did my keys go like can you help me find my keys like I lost them <laughs> um there's like medical astrology there's electional astrology mm. which isn't super common here but like in some parts of the world it's like super normal to go to an astrologer and be like hey what's the best date for me to get married and things like that so electional astrology is basically just the idea that there are more favorable times to do certain things and an astrologer can help you pick a date or things in time things like that so I don't know there's there's so many applications that I think most people are just familiar with like psychological natal astrology but if that doesn't suit you like if you're not really trying to like dive deep in to yourself which I mean I have Pluto and Scorpio so that doesn't make sense to me but um <laughs> yeah there's there's just so much to it I think anyone can maybe find a piece that they would like but I don't think it is for everyone yeah, I like that idea of, like, everyone can find a piece um, versus, like, it has to be this thing that functions societally. And even, I think, just speaking to the fact that, like, everyone has different cognitive means and ways of understanding and grasping at the world and, like, finding 
guidance um something I think about a lot is that like not necessarily that like astrology made itself but I'm like hmm, like if astrology like did I don't know man itself and manifest itself into being um and like this idea of that it is this thing that can universally universally be applied to everyone and we can if you're in the realm of astrology you can see how it applies to everyone to everything um but also recognizing that like even within that there are are people who don't believe that or, or blatantly don't see that I guess it's kind of like I think of it sometimes even in the realm of like how we see God if mm-hmm. you will um, and how like God doesn't necessarily resonate with everyone but like if you're like oh like creation energy or like universal connection like there's some way to hit on that where people are like oh okay and like we've taken like the stigma away from it and I always yeah I'm wondering I guess like what what astrology's neutral ground is um not that there's necessarily an answer yeah for that, but yeah it is because you definitely touched on it but it like no matter whether or not you like practice astrology or read about astrology or whatever it affects everyone like everyone is impacted by like the astrology of the world it's just it it's at different intensities it's at different times in your lives um it impacts some people more positively at certain periods and more negatively at others but Um, I guess the only difference is whether or not you practice it and you have like a little bit of insight into that knowledge. So, I mean, knowledge is power and that's just the way I see it. Like if I have a clue of like where I can best invest my energy at certain times in my life or have an idea of like when a difficult period might like start to ease up on me, then I don't know that that provides me a lot of comfort. But some people just don't see the world that way. And I mean, astrology could probably explain why they think differently, like they might be more logic minded. And, that, <laughs> and that's okay, right? It, it doesn't have to be for everyone. And I think that's, I think once you can like let go of that. And like, I, I think in the beginning, I just felt like such a, a need to like prove to people that it's like real and it works and all these things. But like, it's I don't have to if you want to listen to what I have to say then amazing but if not then that's okay it's kind of how I feel about tarot I'm like "Mm, you know you don't have to believe in it but the cards are still going to tell you what's up and the amount of times I have read for people who are like I don't know if I believe in this or I've never had this done or like I don't really understand how it works and they come out of that and they're like you know like I still could think of so many things that it applies to um but like it's weird that those exact cards show up for what it is that I'm going through right now and I think of that sometimes in astrology too it's just like oh like when I clue into something that's happening um or I read something and I'm like oh yeah that exactly describes what it is that I'm experiencing right now it feels so validating and it kind of for me anyways lifts this need to be able to explain everything all the time or to like even not explain everything all the time to just be like at the whim of the world and I'm like yeah we're just riding the roller coaster it's fine I'm like no (laughs) there's a grounded place there's a reason for all of this and um, how I read the cards is to find what lessons are coming up essentially so what work do we have to go through in order to get to the other side and why is that hard for us and I feel like astrology kind of does the same thing like you can lurk at certain transits and uh you know for me it might not feel that impactful right now because it's happening in a planet um or in a house or a sign that doesn't necessarily show up in a fundamental way for me but you know someone who's close to me might be experiencing that really heavily and to be able to find a way to empathize with that I've personally found um is very healing because I get very frustrated when other people don't see things the way I see things and my moon is an Aquarius so I'm just like I see every point of view what do you mean you don't get it like I don't understand (laughs) what more do you need than yeah (laughs) and I think you're so right because like at the end of the day I mean my moon is also an Aquarius so I get it but um I like I think most people who even like study or practice astrology like there isn't some tangible explanation as to how it works like there isn't something I can point to being like well the moon and like I mean I mean there is some there is some talk about how the moon can influence us from from this far away but like the outer planets and how do you explain like planets that are so far away from us they don't have like any gravitational I'm not I'm not a science person but that is my understanding that there is no (laughs) scientific explanation for it but there the thing is like it doesn't you don't have to understand like why it works to practice it and I've really let go of that idea Mm. of trying to be like well this 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 proves it's real because there is a lot of 
things that we don't fully understand. We don't fully understand the brain. We don't fully understand like mental illness. And, but we still like observe patterns and have like some idea through like observation, how things work. We can't directly say this equals this, but we can say, okay, based on these observations, this is a pattern and astrology is that like, it's, there isn't some perfect explanation as to why it works. It just does. And, and once you let go of that, like, it just makes a lot more sense. I love that. Like, you don't need to have this, like, one piece of the puzzle that suddenly makes everything click. It's kind of just knowing, oh, like, maybe there's not this kind of clasp that loops everything together. It's just being able to continue moving forward with it. I'm also the kind of person who, when I find something that gives me guidance I want to apply it to literally everything so when I started reading tarot cards I was like I don't know like 18 or 19 and I'd be like how's my relationship gonna turn out and like what's this gonna like you know just like these kind of ridiculous questions that we we can't determine because of the way that something's showing up like the cards aren't going to tell me like oh like this is happening because this is what's happening in the world or in your life it's more of um like you said like a pattern like an energy that shows up and how it is that that energy is going to ripple through and influence things um and uh I was always yeah I think I think I've always been looking for things that I can apply on a day-to-day basis um and like you said having to let go of kind of this like needing to figure out why things work and why they function is big and um something that has helped me a lot with astrology and with anything really spiritual is just that if what I'm doing brings me to a question then that's good and if that question can bring me to another question and so instead of always seeking answers I'm just seeking more um depth and I think that what's leading me to this is you know even though it's maybe not necessarily the most practical thing to look at every single day and go, okay, what's going on? And how can I like make the most out of every single day, but maybe looking at more major themes like, okay, like, you know, Venus is moving into a different planet and like my Venus is conjunct my sun sign. So that's going to affect me um, in a quite a significant way and stuff. So how do you have any advice for people who are looking to find these bigger patterns and how that they can maybe find or look for that in their chart or, um, yeah, seek more I think you brought up such a valid thing that like in the beginning there's this like huge urge to just like check every day like what are the transits of the day how is this affecting me how is this triggering this part of my chart and like some of the, the inner planets move quite quickly so there is so much of that like day-to-day changes like each day even each hour could have a different energy to it um, and there is like an obsessiveness and you definitely need to draw boundaries so I think you're right I think it part of it is maybe looking more at like the outer planet transits and this because they move a lot slower we can observe like over the course of like a year or a few years or some months of how it would trigger certain parts of our life or impact us and it's not going to make sense so much in the moment because i mean we're not able to like step back from our life and like but hindsight is 2020 20, so you can be like okay a year later you can be like okay i understand how this came up for me And this transit will happen in a similar way X amount of years from now. Like this pattern is basically going to happen throughout my life. It's just going to happen in slightly different ways. So I think definitely like focusing more on like the outer planet transits um, in conjunction in relation to your chart, but also like maybe stepping away from your own chart, because I find um, Mm -hmm. if I spend more time looking at like the collective transits, basically just like looking at what's happening in the sky day to day, then I can focus on communicating more like how everyone can approach this energy whether there are opportunities whether there are things that you should stay away from whether you should like avoid confrontation it could mean a lot of different things but I think when you find a way to step away from your own chart you learn a lot more because I mean we have to acknowledge that the way we see the world is the way we see the world and it's just not it's not universal in our chart is our perspective and what happens in our chart and the placements in our chart mm-hmm. um, don't speak for everyone. There are thousands of manifestations of every single aspect placement, every little a little piece of astrology. So I think the more we can like step away and think of astrology more holistically is like way healthier way. Like it, I think boundaries are so important because I, I was the same in the beginning. I was like looking at what transits were happening in the day. I was like trying to figure out what would happen to me a year from now. And like, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't helping me because even though 
astrology is inherently predictive. It's not deterministic. It's not going to tell me what's going to happen. So, yeah, I think that was a big, big lesson. I love that um, that way of just informing that, like, you know, we can predict what's going to happen without having to be oracles and exactly assume what's going to be happening or to be able to see clearly what that is and um I think that I think that shows up a lot in a lot of different modes of spirituality um anything that I think people have an idea that it's it's fortune telling in some way like we can predict the future gets this rap of being able to literally predict the future and I think pop culture does that as well like tarot you know people are afraid of the death card so like it's gonna tell yeah. me I'm gonna die and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like tarot can't do that you're gay but sorry like that's not what this is um and trying to I, I think I think what spirituality really is is giving us modes and tools of understanding the world our own powers um where it is that we fall short of power as well so that we can go through the lessons and the challenges of life and continue to evolve and grow and i think that astrology helps us do it i think tarot does i think meditation does i think that if you take um you know any kind of you know like medicine if you will and I say that in a way where I'm like you know whether that's cannabis or mushrooms or acid or um you know like it's something that helps like literally like balance your chemicals in your brain like there's this kind of I guess building that happens over time where yeah you can start to see the pattern so even though you can't predict how it is that's going to come up you can get that inkling of a feeling of like oh this feels like how that did and I think that's something that I've been personally grappling with um the past few weeks is that a lot of what's going on right now feels very similar to like how my 2012 felt for me and like seeing myself have changed like changed so much but also seeing so many emotional tendencies come forward so even though the situations are different and I think differently and um I act differently on a day-to-day I still have these like yeah really intense strong feelings showing up and my dreams are all of places that um, I was like literally living in and experiencing in 2012 and uh, I went back and or I didn't go back but I read an article that said something about like oh and like yeah like there are themes and patterns coming up from this I don't even remember what it was but I was like oh shit that makes so much sense okay that's why I'm feeling you know all of these things or um you know this pattern feels like that spiraling effect like it feels like I've come back to this theme but in a more condensed way um and I think that maybe a lot of people experience this but it's like life is kind of like this spiraling motion like I always see moving forward as cyclical not necessarily linear and as we cycle through things we kind of let go of the bullshit the outer stuff the things that don't really matter that mask the lessons and the problems um that are showing up or our resistances that are showing up and then we can come into these places where it's like oh okay that's what that is um and even something like as simple for me as the moon and like my cancer Um, or my rising as a cancer so there is this kind of influence I I guess that I always feel within the moon Um, and I write moon moods because of that because I feel when the moon changes I literally wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and I'm like oh uh, we're in a different energy now okay that's 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 strange and then you know like you're saying um, that not everything is going to feel or affect everyone in the same way as well so how can we take a step back and, and look at it more collectively while also yeah seeing I think our own personal patterns as a way to like apply what we're seeing to the collective in a way too if that makes sense yeah or no it totally does because like at the end of the day like (laughs) astrology is all about those cycles and what you're describing I'm not sure exactly what but I do know that we are going to experience a little bit of a throwback to 2012 because Venus is going retrograde in Gemini which was happening in 2012 Um, And I've been fearing that for a very long time because I am very much in such a similar situation that I am in, was in 2012, that it's almost like funny. Um, So I'm really curious as to how (laughs) this will be different because I mean, like one of the core concepts and then we've been touching on it is that like there are lessons in it. Like if you haven't really fully learned and integrated that lesson because you can learn you can learn from your mistakes but if you haven't actually changed your behavior then 
it, you might be confronted with the same kind of lessons. So yeah, I think anything that wasn't dealt with in 2012 related to Venus themes is, is going to come up. So yeah, very cyclical and definitely at different times because planets move at different paces. So you can use astrology very like it's so it's like very, I think people don't realize how much math is involved in astrology, but you can calculate what was going on and like figure out like what periods were happening and like really like map out patterns in like a very specific way. So I think that is part of, we, we came into Venus and Taurus recently or we're coming I into Venus think and Taurus? So. Is that right? Yeah. I've been stepping away. There's a lot going yeah. on in the world and the astrology of right now is not so happy. So I've been like not trying to look too much, but yeah, it, no, that's, no, that's okay. I, my boyfriend's a Taurus, so I'm like, ah, like, okay, there's, there's Venus, there's Taurus, yeah. there's Gemini, there's like patterns going on. But I think I'm just saying all this because it's interesting what it is that you can find and whether or not it is like a, a piece of like actual working knowledge or it's just that kind of like, oh, like that's why this energy feels comfortable or familiar to me. Um, that's always something that I'm, I'm looking for. And I look for that really anywhere because it's, I think for me personally, the symbology of it all, like that's, I guess, the connective language of spirituality for me. Um, and yeah, looking at how all of those can kind of overlay mm-hmm. each other is really is really interesting and I think that's what's interesting about really any kind of facet of spirituality or astrology is that and you you touched on this too that like you can apply it to anything that works for you you know like I own a clothing shop or like I own a shop that sells clothing so I often apply astrology to how people present themselves and I think that's really fun and then other people will be like oh yeah like how is this going to affect my business or how is this going to affect my love life so I think that finding something that you're actually interested in outside of astrology can give you a good grounding place to explore astrology or really anything that you are interested in there's always something that kind of connects that and if there isn't something obvious then maybe that's an opportunity to create something for those of you that are listening to this um and this is a really common question i'm sure you get it all the time um and this is going back to what we we're talking about in the beginning when you said that you were studying astrology or you've been studying it for a couple of years and what would you say is the most efficient way to start building a knowledge base about astrology for the people who are like very novice beginners they're like i know about the zodiac signs. yeah i mean <laughs> i'm gonna give the answer that someone gave me when i was st- first started and i was like oh that's such an annoying answer but honestly it is read books um, I think with like, yeah, what is accessible online, like we don't, I think most people, especially if you're not super familiar, just might not know like what the best resources are, but pretty consistently books will be more reliable and like more vetted. Um, Cause theoretically anyone can go online and write about astrology. Right. So I think books definitely a great place yeah. to start, but also recognizing that like each astrologer has a different school of thought. Um, so don't take everything that's Mm -hmm. said to be like the universal truth of what applies to astrology because there are some very concrete differences even just the difference between modern and traditional and I think most people who have been learning online which is most people that's how most people kind of fall into astrology but it is like very much through the modern lens so definitely seeking out more traditional astrologers and reading their perspective and just like astrologers from very different schools of thought is super helpful but yeah reading books i'm reading the inner sky right now and i absolutely love it um it's just so so well written and like fascinating and just i think it's very accessible for a beginner um because it definitely goes through all the core concepts but again there are some things like i don't agree with like i don't associate the different houses with the different signs like i don't i don't like the ABC system. Oh, uh, no, like the ABC house, right? system. So the idea that like Aries equals the first house, um, Taurus equals the second house, which is like a very okay, like okay, okay. modern astrology concept. But um, that was something I just did at the beginning. But now I've realized that it doesn't make a lot of sense to me just because I think it really limits like the ability for you to like interpret a chart in like a really interesting way. Um, but yeah, so that so that's like just one example of something that like I learned at the beginning, but I've had to unlearn. So there is some unlearning and that's okay. But I think, yeah, definitely seeking more traditional astrologers just to like get an idea of what's up with that because it's different. It is, it is quite different than modern astrology. Um, but yeah, reading books, listening to podcasts, I think is really good. I think 
the astrology podcast is like very dense and very detailed and more advanced, but very, very helpful. Um, and it is very much like a traditional lens, but um, the speaker, uh, what's his name, Chris something, he often invites like modern astrologers to speak as well. So just any topic that you think is interesting. I also love Ghost of a Podcast. That's like by very modern astrologers. So that's very, very different. Um, but yeah, I think just Googling everything you don't understand, asking questions, following um, people online who like interest you and practice the kind of astrology you think is interesting. And I think that's that's just how I think you should learn. But I also think if I could say any piece of advice, it is not to focus on like learning about the zodiac signs. Like in the, it's mm. just like one of the, I don't want to say it's one of the least important elements of astrology because that seems like a little bit extreme, but it is definitely like lower on the totem pole compared to like um, houses, aspects, and planets. So, yeah, definitely learning from like the ground up, like learning the core concepts. What are the four elements? What are the modalities? What are um, the, well, whether or not the polarities, um, things like that. Just like learning from like the base up is extremely important, even if you think that you've been learning for quite a while. I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I feel like I don't necessarily have like such a a body of knowledge personally about astrology as you do or as some individuals do um I feel like I've only really started to grasp like oh okay like I can actually remember what the houses are now and stuff like that and um Mm -hmm. instead of having to go back to my notes all the time or like go and read something that I've that I've written although I will say that like even when you are reading like no matter what it is that you're learning taking notes will be really helpful even if it's just going oh and like this is how what I've just learned you know applies to what's going on in the world right now or that applies to my chart um it kind of gives you this context outside of just what it is that the astrologer is talking about and you can go oh okay and that's like actually how that showed up in life that's something that I find very useful because if I don't have practical applications for things then I'm just like oh it could be literally anything and like my brain explodes um personally but yeah, and, and I think um, even, like, deeper than that, like, in terms of astrology, like, as a belief system, would you consider astrology, like, a mode of spirituality, a facet of spirituality, maybe? I want to say that neither? it isn't spirituality. I think it is really interesting when you look at the history of astrology and, like, maybe it gives some explanation as to why astrology has been kind of categorized with, like, different, like, spiritual practices or different like occult even though I don't love that word like occult matters uh, things like that um but no Mm -hmm. I I don't think astrology is inherently spiritual I think it is like a practice it's a language um but I do recognize that to practice it for a lot of people they kind of need to believe in it to see that it is real but why I think it's important to kind of separate it from spirituality is that you can be religious, you can be spiritual, you can be like a witch, a Buddhist, a Christian, anything. You can be absolutely, you can be an atheist and you can practice astrology because it doesn't necessarily have some like core belief system that you need to subscribe to, to practice. So I think that's super important just because that allows it to be like a lot more accessible and allows anyone to really practice it but I do recognize that today there is such like an intertwined nature between spirituality and astrology just because um, I think maybe there's probably some societal reasons for that and people moving away from religion in general especially younger people moving towards spirituality but um, yeah I think they're definitely distinct but they do overlap a lot because you again yeah you definitely some people do need to feel like they believe in it for them to practice it Yeah, and I think that is ultimately what spirituality is. It's like a, a, a way of living um, that is supported by a belief system that makes us, I think, inherently closer to the people that we feel like we are, um, whether or not we're able to project that or not. And I think that even, yeah, like you said, and like just distinguishing the difference that there is a difference between a belief system, a spiritual system, um, a religious system, and how it is that we function within all of these things. And I think that that's a big misconception 
um, about a lot of things that we believe in or find guidance and if you will uh, that like you need to subscribe to a certain way of living in order for it to be impactful or in order for your dedication or belief in that thing to be I guess honest in a way like for for it to be true which I completely understand Um, but I also think that there is definitely a way of thinking behind that that makes it inaccessible to a lot of people as well or or overwhelming um and I yeah I just love that you touched on that because yeah you don't need to you don't need to live in a certain way like you said to believe in astrology Mm -hmm. or to be influenced by astrology um and this is my favorite question um because (laughs) I'm practical spirituality and I am a witch um is there like a practical ritual or way to incorporate astrology into our day-to-day lives without having to be an obsessive compulsive person about it or like maybe not even our day-to-day lives but maybe like the cycles of our lives for example we do the circle at fiends and even though we don't necessarily talk about astrology at large within it um, I sometimes talk about the transits that we're feeling and I always talk about the moon so we're always doing it with full and new moons because that is um, I think the most accessible touch point for a lot of people and for myself included but yeah is there yeah is there any ritual that you incorporate or that you use and feel comfortable sharing that helps you yeah I think it is really interesting because most of the cancer risings that I know are very much like in love with the moon and how it moves so it makes a lot of sense to me but yeah I think think the moon (laughs) is a good place to start in the sense that it's something you can see, like you can look up in the sky and see it. So I think it kind of adds that tangible element to astrology and you can like see how, because the moon moves so quickly, you start to actually see those patterns a lot quicker. You can be like, oh, okay, so the moon's moving through this sign. This is how I'm feeling. This is the kind of energy. Um, so I think the moon is a good place to start also because, yeah, I, I it, it is, you can see it and you can start to like think about the contrast between like the new moon and the full moon. But I do think, for me personally, I don't think I don't think I really look at the moon too much. I think I don't know. I, I I think I'm a little bit obsessed with the outer planets. Like I I do love looking at the outer planets, even though I do <laughs> use traditional rulership in the sense that I believe that Aquarius is ruled by Saturn, Pisces is ruled by Jupiter, and Scorpio is ruled by Mars instead of. Uranus, Pluto, and Neptune, but I do I do love the outer planet. So I think there is something to be said about looking at the longer transits and just looking at the collective transits. I think we, we talked about this before, but moving away from your own chart because that way you can really see how everyone's influenced by like this collective energy. It's almost like transits are the the weather for us, like the astrological weather. It's like the energetic climate that we're all mm. subject to, but it impacts us all very, very differently, right? So um, a sunny day for some per- one person might be like not a good day for another. Like rain on some day if you're going to the beach isn't so great, but if you're a gardener, you might be like waiting for the next rainfall. So I think recognizing that um, even if there's this consistent energy like that impacts us all collectively, it does impact us differently just because of our own birth chart and like the birth charts of people around us and of the spaces around us, things like that. So I think yeah, I think the macro level is definitely a good place to start. And even just like thinking about the elements and the modalities, I think is so important. I think it gets really complicated when you start diving into the houses and aspects and all things like that. But yeah, just keep it keep it simple. Just think about like the bigger pieces of astrology and then you can go deeper. But I don't really know if I have like a ritual, to be honest, because I think I just like it just, it depends on the day. I think I recently have been spending more time reading birth charts for other people, um, which is like quite a, quite an investment of time, but that definitely is like a great way to learn once you've like gotten pretty deep into astrology. But yeah, I'd say there isn't so much a ritual for me. I used to do new moon rituals and that kind of like fell off. So maybe I'll get back into that, but we'll see. I think that like rituals definitely have their their waves um even though I consider myself a spiritual person I don't think I'm always actively 
acting in ways that are overtly or outwardly spiritual, um, if that makes sense. Like, I do spend still a lot of time in inner contemplation, and uh, I still, like, journal a lot and meditate and stuff like that, and, like, those practices fade and wane um, as things go, and there are times when I'm more, yeah, dedicated to spending time with the moon, um, you know, versus just kind of being like, okay, cool, like, I recognize that this is the energy that I'm coming up against. Um, And I guess just, like, the last... I guess it's not even a question. It's just something that I want to touch on a little bit because I feel like it shows up a lot in anything that we really believe in or look to outside of ourselves uh, for any kind of guidance uh, is that I feel, and this is purely an opinion for anyone who's listening, um, but anything that we use outside of us for guidance isn't necessarily going to guide us on the path of least resistance. I think that it's going to guide us in the path, the path of the most growth. Um, so as we, you know, look at tarot cards or we look at astrology and transits in the sky or, you know, whatever it is that you do believe in um, and that helps guide you, you know, we're not going to be without challenge just through understanding these things. I think part of the responsibility of looking for things outside of us is also understanding that there are going to be times when we're forced to grow or come up against challenges that are uncomfortable for us, which is just like that. That's life. That's how it be. We can't always be in a, in a happy and like feeling whole place. Um, and this idea that you know, everything is always broken. That is what the whole is. There's no, like, one true way of being or existing within the world. And that if we can continue to not shy away from our challenges or not use these methods of understanding the world and ourselves as ways to escape hard work um, and understand that, like, the more that we understand, the more that we can do and evolve with the challenges that come to us. Like, I think that that's probably for me anyways the most beneficial thing that I've learned and come to accept that you know even though it may not bring more ease um, emotionally or you know situationally or in any way it can bring me more understanding as to what it is that I'm growing into and I think that that can be really valuable especially in a world that's really focused on finding the easiest route and like being really seen and famous and like how can we make everything as accessible as possible um, and you know, we're not all growing necessarily in a way that benefits us. Yeah, I completely agree. Because I think in a lot of ways, the more knowledge and self-awareness you receive through any of these forms of guidance, it's just like, you can watch yourself make mistakes and know that you're making, consciously making that mistake. So it definitely does put a lot more pressure, but also like the opportunity to change because if you can't use that knowledge in a constructive way, then you're really not giving yourself a lot. I think it's just, it's, it's so important. I think there's, there's so much to be, your birth chart can just give you so much information about yourself and like your struggles, but also it does give you clues into where you can lean on to like get more support, but also, um, yeah, it, it, I think I'm, I really don't want to pretend that Um, there's a lot of like toxic positivity in astrology, I think. And like, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna be that person to look at your chart and (laughs) just tell you all of these beautiful things, because that's just not what I see. Like, I think I'm my, my perspective is just that way. I just, I tend to see a lot more darker, the darker things. Like I see trauma, I see things like that. So I think that information is important, but yeah, it is growth and it is effort and it isn't easy because you do have to consciously make the decision to change and you have to watch yourself make mistakes consciously sometimes too. So it's definitely a challenge. I think that making mistakes consciously is something that we don't really talk about enough in like really any facet of life. Um, And it's actually like basically the core teaching of one of my favorite cards in tarot, which is the magician. And it says like, you can make literally everything. Like you have all of the tools at your disposal, but in order to learn what is valuable and how to make these things and and really understand um, what each tool at your disposal can do you've got to fuck shit up first too like you have to make mistakes and it's part of the process and something that I'm always telling myself and trying to live by is that I'd rather make a hundred mistakes in one day than one mistake in a hundred days and just knowing that it, it, it is a part of the creative process like we do create failures but failure isn't an inherently good or bad thing like we add all of these um 
yeah, these ideas of like, oh, yeah, this is good, this is bad. Uh, and we kind of limit ourselves in terms of what it is that we can experience or how it is that we can grow from our experiences by by thinking this way, which is like fine that there's growth there in, its, in itself. But yeah, just really recognizing that our chart isn't always going to be hunky-dory. You know, we're going to have um, aspects and angles that are going to fucking suck in some ways for our lives and create recurring patterns and it also gives us great opportunity to overcome that as well um and yeah I think that's it's important it's important to not be sunshine all the time honestly I feel like when we are so focused on being happy all the time it's like taking a microscope to what it is that we're happy about and like letting the sun burn through that until suddenly everything that we're looking at and like hyper focusing on is in flames and before us and it's like yeah you know if you're looking at the garden of life there's going to be dirt there's going to be decay there's going to be things that are dying not everything is going to be perfect and beautiful all the time um, but that's also like the cycle of it and if we can let go of this need for perfection or absolution then we can really find yeah and i think that's one of the tricky things about astrology is it's hard not to like label certain planets as bad and good um because sometimes jupiter even though it is Mm -hmm. like a planet of abundance and opportunity it does expand upon things that are bad so there there's I, i always walk this line between like wanting to say like there's nothing inherently bad but also wanting to say but there are like difficult planets and there are difficult aspects in astrology there are difficult transits and there are things that are like I judge as bad and see as difficult but um I don't want to ever I don't want to ever like teach someone or like communicate in astrology that it's just like very absolute that this planet equals this it's so much like this interaction between things and like a bad and a good thing interacting looks very different and I think we we're astrology really teaches you that I love that. Um, is there anything else that you want to add to astrology and people who are maybe listening to this and curious about it that you think is hmm. important or needs to um, be said? Yeah, no, I I mean, it's, it's important because I feel like the there's way. so many little things that I want to <laughs> say, but where do I start? I think, yeah, I think if I could emphasize anything, it's like move away from like looking at zodiac signs and just really um, learn about like the four elements and then learn about the three modalities and then use that, those two things to like inform how you understand each zodiac sign. Because I think if you start associating the different signs with certain like actions or behaviors or careers or types of people, it, it really limits your understanding and like understand, like at the end of the day, like through the lens of astrology, like the signs really characterize how things happen but they don't tell you they aren't the happening they just like add nuance to it it's just like the flavor in which it happens does it happen in a fiery way or in a more watery way it's it doesn't say that this sign does this it's just like the personality of how it how it happens so i think i think that's that's so important um and i'm like writing a whole thing about modalities so i'm really really excited to share it because i think even that has been like such an important teaching moment for me um just like give a quick example my midheaven is in virgo um and for a while like i wanted to create this like astrology account where i like created all the art from scratch and i like did everything i photographed everything and like all these little (laughs) things and then i had this aha moment being like wait my midheaven's in virgo like i'm not meant to make things from scratch like Virgo is a mutable earth sign I meant to like take what exists mutable is about um adapting things or like transitioning things into something else so I meant to take what exists and curate like I'm by definition a curator I love thrifting I love gathering things and modifying them into something different like I took a sewing class and I learned how to do all these things so I'm taking earth like tangible things and any example of like my astrology account it's like I'm taking art and I'm curating it in a way that I think is beautiful. And I think just the simple idea of like learning the different modalities can give you so much information because if you do have cardinal energy, then you you can come up with things from scratch. And not to say that no one can do these things because there's so many different pieces of your chart. Like this is only one little example, but um, people who have like heavy cardinal energy are like the creators, the initiators, the ones who come up with things out of the blue, right? So um, just having that knowledge of such like a simple 
concept in astrology is so helpful because I do have a cardinal air sign in my Mercury is in Libra, so I can write, I can come up with things from scratch, I can write from scratch, but I'm not meant mm. to like create from scratch. I'm meant to like be a curator. So I think that was just like this complete aha moment. And anyone I think who studies like even astrology for a bit can like learn those like basic concepts and get so much information on um, where their skills lie um, just by learning the elements and modalities. I totally agree with that. I um like even just touching on on what you said, like in terms of just you know your Mercury being in Libra and how you can make things from scratch. And I was like, oh my god, my Mercury is in Virgo, and how does like how does that working knowledge like apply to this? Because I can feel it. I can feel the precision of the Virgo showing up. Um, but even just like what you just said, it added a whole new element of knowing that it is yeah this this mutable sign so it's like how can I still create be flexible and and yeah knowing that yeah Mercury rules Virgo that's right right Mercury rules Virgo okay yeah I'm like I'm like wait am I speaking out of my ass right now um I'm feeling that and you know now I'm now I'm gonna go home oh my god if it's in Pisces that makes a lot of sense but but even like (laughs) when I think of Mercury and Virgo I think of like an editor I think of someone who like is meticulously reading over something and then modifying it into like the final product. Uh, that's like me, except like the creation of myself. I'm like, okay, like, you know, if I have like my Venus and my son both in Leo, like obviously there's something here where like I want to bring myself out into the world and that's why I feel comfortable and um, you know, then my moon's in Aquarius, so it's thinking about all of the fucking different ways I could do that. And then my Mercury and Virgo is yep. like, and you're gonna do it perfectly, bitch. And then <laughs> I have like my yeah, like Pisces midheaven that's like, mm, but woohoo, spiritual. Mm, like how are we gonna apply all of this in such a meticulous way? And it's just um yeah, and I feel like I, I'm I'm such a, a brain-oriented person. Like, I really, really think about things, like, all the fucking time into such weird, crazy depths. And for me, personally, astrology gives me a place to organize those thoughts and give it a way of, like, oh, okay, like, this can give me um, a, a touchstone that I can come back to so I'm not just lost in, like, this goop of thoughts and kind of come out and I'm like, well, what did I learn there? It's like, okay, cool, like, we have these these small little things that we can kind of come back to and without necessarily defining how they show up in our lives or how we use them um but still being able to uh I guess yeah yeah understand how they might that's so funny midheaven and Pisces that makes so much sense to me because it's like mutable water so yeah I think of that as like the empath to be honest like because Pisces is so influenced by the emotions of other people and it's just like so sensey so yeah mutable water by definition is like Mm -hmm. just absorbing other people's (laughs) emotions that's that's just what I think and even again like mutable and you curate clothing and thrift clothing so it's it's not it's not that different right it's just a different format so I don't know I think even modalities are just so important but we don't talk about them enough so definitely something to look at in your own chart or in the charts of your loved ones so yeah Well, thank you so much for this. I'm sure I'll have you on again because I can I can feel everyone's questions. Yeah, I would love like, to do a Q and A. I mean, I don't know everything. Um, I've only but... been studying for like two years, but I feel like I've, it's been a while. But um, I think I have a good grasp of a lot, but not anything too advanced. But I'd love to answer questions. <laughs> well we'll talk about that because I think that would be fun (laughs) um well thank you so much everyone who's tuned in uh thank you Anastasia for sharing your beautiful knowledge and insights and for being so candid um I think also not sugarcoating what astrology is I think that's really important as well um and yeah I'm just so excited to continue building on this and to see how many people start looking into their charts a little bit more uh now that they've maybe listened to something that doesn't feel so overwhelming um or like they have to know everything that's that's my goal I just want to make astrology more accessible to people but also 
go in depth. That's just really important to me. And for anyone who's curious, you can find Anastasia's astrological page at Sun Moon Squared on Instagram. Um, and we'll link all of her info below so that if you don't feel like remembering this and typing it in you can just go to the bio in the podcast description um and we'll also link some resources there like i personally follow chani nicholas um, i like the way that she writes her horoscopes i find it very poetic which i think is important and um yeah well we'll we'll set y'all up with some info so that you can move forward from here but yeah thank you so much anastasia it was really really lovely talking thank you, you so much it's not every day i get to talk about astrology so day. had a lot of fun thank you bye you're welcome okay well thanks for tuning in to the second episode of impractical spirituality again my name is forrest greenwell i'm the host of this podcast and this is brought to you by fiends collective and if you want to know more about anything that we've talked about or find any of us online you can check out the bio the description to our podcast episode it has everything you need there and just a little shout out to tegan johnston of little coyote for our intro and musical outro um she's a great friend of ours and we actually started our first podcast with her that was called impractical women's studies is there a theme who knows um and yeah we wanted to pay a little a little ode to her and that podcast that we had so we've decided to add on some of her musical genius to our episodes um so stay tuned to hear more of that throughout the series and more artists that we love and support as we continue this on and thanks for listening if you like this please remember to download like subscribe do all that fun stuff you know how it goes in the social media world all right have a good day hi welcome to practical spirituality My name is Forrest Greenwell. I am the host of this podcast. I'm also the owner of Fiends, that is the entity behind this podcast. And today I'm coming to you with a little something that I like to call, what is a ritual for home? Um, So, you know, all of these are kind of answering questions. We're looking at what is spirituality? How do we access spirituality? What are the facets of it? How can we debunk some of these ideas? And I think that a huge part of it is ritual. And so many people asked when we were developing this podcast, what is ritual? How can I bring that into my everyday life? Um, there, there was such an abundance, uh, an overwhelming abundance of interest in the topic uh, that I really wanted to do it justice. So not only are we going to be rolling out episodes in conversation about what is a ritual, um, but I'm also going to be walking you guys through some So. This is the first of that series. It's going to be a part of the Impractical Spirituality podcast um, as a whole. And you can kind of think of it as a yoga practice with a teacher, um, except for ritual. So my hope here is that you can leave with a little bit more education, a little bit more of an understanding about what a ritual is, why we do these things, how you can access tools and practices when maybe you don't have everything that you feel like you need in your toolbox and have someone guiding you through it, have someone beside you while you're doing this and experiencing this. Um, So that's what's up with what is a ritual for a home. So originally I, I wrote out this whole thing um because it was a cancer moon and taurus season and home is a really big theme with with those signs and i do look at astrology um quite often or, or often enough when I'm, I'm doing rituals and not that that has to be the ruling factor in it but i do think that it is important to find what's important for us what it is that influences our lives so it might be astrology for you it might be tarot it might be psychology um you know it it, it might be the seasons in general it might be many things it might be nothing that i mentioned uh, and you might not know yet either and that's totally okay that's a great place to be as well so hop in i'm gonna tell you the things that we might need so that you can grab them um you can pause this after you write this list or you can pause now so that you can get some papers to to write this list down um and remembering that it's okay if you don't have all these things it's okay if you don't want to use all these things or if there's things that you want to use that i didn't mention um so what we're going to be using today is a white candle um preferably a tea light because you want to make sure that you can burn this candle to the end of its life in one go but if you can't do that or you do end up getting interrupted or something happens we have to blow this out that's totally totally okay um and i will go over how to deal with that 
later in the podcast um so don't worry about that right now but a white candle preferably um and if you don't have a candle that's okay too you don't need one um you'll need a small knife a toothpick or a nail um something that you can carve into the candle with uh, a lighter or a match to light your candle with a bowl of water or a mug a cup a goblet whatever you have whatever feels good a pinch of rosemary black pepper these can be from bags that you got at the grocery store it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be fancy and if you are so lucky to have these things fresh on hand then use that because that's beautiful um you're gonna want a piece of white paper and a writing tool you're gonna want incense sage palo santo something that you can use for smoking purposes something that you can burn um and if you don't have any of these things or you don't want to use any of them that is totally okay too and you don't need white sage that that's a myth you can really burn anything that works for you that feels spiritual or that you have a connection to um you're also gonna want some salt it doesn't matter what kind i use pink himalayan whatever you have and whatever suits you um some crystals and a pillow um so i really want to drive home that you can do this ritual without all of these things the skeleton of this is a ritual of this ritual is a paper a pen a bowl of water and a lighter i i think that we all have those basics or, or something to ignite fire with in our homes and if you don't that's okay too that's totally fine um but everything is totally optional including those things you can also just do whatever it is that you need to do that feels good um and just knowing that we, we don't yeah need all of the fancy things but also it can be really fun and satisfying to sink into that as well so give yourself permission to do that